Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Thanks for tuning in. And right off the bat, let me just tell you why you should listen. We're discussing parenting in the pandemic being a spouse in the pandemic. And also we're going to have a productive conversation about race relation in America and the church. And hopefully we're going to model what it looks like for people of different races to come to the table and have a productive and progressive conversation. But first allow me to read one review. And this is what it says. It says, I love this podcast. The topics are relatable for everyone. Paul delivers this message with empathy, kindness, and conviction. You'll laugh, you'll learn, you'll grow. You will not be disappointed. Keep on going. So I want to thank you so much for that review. Um, Love Muffin, one, two, three, four, five, six. Thank you so much. And for those that are listening through Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a rating and a review if you love the show. But now, let's talk. My guest today grew up in Houston. Then he moved to Dallas. Uh, We forgive him for that. Uh, He moved to Dallas after attending Texas A&M. He currently serves as a young adult director at The Porch a ministry of Watermark Church. Pre-COVID, thousands of young adults will gather on Tuesday nights for worship and the word. But most importantly, he's Callie's husband and Monroe and Cruz's dad. Welcome, David Marvin, to Real People, Real Talk. Come on. Uh, Glad to be here, man. And I appreciate the grace on moving up to Dallas. I am still a Rockets fan. I'm still an Astros fan, controversy or not, man. I'm I'm, I'm still a Stros. <laughs> you know, I'm in the corner, but uh, excited to be here, man, and, and love what God's doing through Champions Forest, and and uh, truly honored and excited to be here. Thank you, David. So gracious and kind of you, man. But let's let's jump into it. And first of all, just as a husband, David, just how has your life changed since COVID, and how has it you know just impacted your marriage? man. Um, uh, nothing, nothing at all. Our life is entirely the exact same (laughs) as it's always been. And, uh, no, of course everything has changed. Uh, we've got, like you said, two little kids, a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And so one of them was in school. He's not going to school. My wife actually works part-time. She's a counselor, a licensed, she's a therapist. And, uh, and so we had to immediately figure out how to juggle having her, you know, her work schedule, a son that's not in class, soccer practice canceled, just, you know, everything got turned upside down. So thankfully, um, God has allowed us to both continue to work and stay mm-hmm. healthy, but it is, uh, it's been a crazy, you know, summer. We'll see what happens with school going back. Both of our kids are actually going to be in a, a preschool theoretically, uh, <laughs> in the next month, but you know, who, who knows, especially by the time this releases, they may be in there or they may have decided to extend the lockdown. But, um, but yeah, I feel like we're doing a lot more nights at home, which has been nice. Uh, we're doing a lot more tents in the living room where we'll build up a tent and make microwave s'mores and Love try to pretend it. like we're camping with the kids. Watch, watch a movie. We've watched. Do you have kids, Paul? I don't. I do not. <clears throat> okay. So the Disney app has been the saving grace I feel like for uh, just this this season, it has been money. If you don't have the Disney app and you have kids or <laughs> anybody listening doesn't, because uh, not only do you get to watch like the new Cars movies and all that, but mm. it's like you go down memory lane with Lion King, yes. like the real 
Lion King, Aladdin, Mulan. Um, <laughs> it's funny to relive like, oh man, I cannot believe this. I'm, I'm watching Mulan with my kids. But so it's been good. I feel like God is, um, it, it's come with challenges of, of trying to figure out how to work during lockdown, working at home with little kids running around that don't get, you know, dad has to work on something. But um, we have a lot to be thankful for. And uh, so. It's awesome. I really love this year. Your awesome um, positive spin on it, man. Like, you know, nobody prepared anybody to navigate being a spouse in the middle of a pandemic. And so I'm pretty sure there's some couples out there, uh, you know, nobody prepared them to navigate life being a spouse um, in the middle of a pandemic. And with that being said, David, man, just what words of wisdom would you give to the married people out there? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, we have a saying that we use after a big event, like I'm talking outside of COVID, we, we host a couple big conferences a year and, um, and a couple, uh, events that are just a lot, really intensive work. And this translates into what I would say to those guys after that conference, um, you've been working for six months straight, you know, you're working extra hours, the first, the three weeks leading up to it. It's just a lot going on. And we'll always say, Hey, I would not, there's one of them called awaken. It's awaken conference, 4,000 young adults that um, will take place next year because of Corona, not this year, but I know, to I'll our team, I would it. say, ah, <laughs> oh, dude, I know we're, we're bummed. It's not happening. Make sure but, I'll be there. <laughs> uh, after that, come on, bro. Um, after that event, I'll always say, Hey, don't question your call to ministry after mm-hmm. awaken or even like the week before it, where it's the most exhausting, the most taxing. It's the hardest part of, of the year in a lot of ways. It's also really rewarding and it's awesome, but don't question your call to ministry. And I would say to spouses, hey, don't question whether you married the right person in a pandemic. Mm. Don't question whether or not, you know, uh, I wouldn't even question the behavior of them. I would just seek to say, how can I care for and love uh, my husband or my wife? And what does it look like to move towards this person? Everyone is feeling more on edge because they're locked down. You're having people, you know, we're Americans. Nobody likes to be told what to do. And Americans <laughs> right. especially don't like to be told what to do. So when you're telling me I got to wear a mask, I can't bring my kids in here. I can't, you know, shop in here. I can't do this. Uh, that, um, that plus the, the general fear uh, of someone in your life getting sick or you getting sick, plus so many people are out of work. Hmm. It just, this is not the time to be questioning anything other than hey, I married this person. This is who God has placed in my life. We have covenanted together and I want to seek to resolve conflicts. We're on the same team, even though in this fight right now, it doesn't feel like it. We're on the same team and let's move towards each other. How can I hear what you're saying and move towards you? How can I ask for forgiveness even when I don't feel like it? Uh, We have a saying uh, that if you, um, Paul, you married? Yes, two years. So you you may relate to this or not. But um, it's something I stole from a guy that I work with that, hey, only one of us gets to be crazy at a time. <laughs> and so, you know, if one of us is really on edge and frustrated and, and that's just going to happen and we got to extend grace and we got to um, seek to love, and not enable and not hide or not, um, you know, the types of peacemaking can be defaulted in that you peace fake or you peace break mm. and that you like, and I wasn't hurt or you pretend that, um yeah, or not even pretend, or you just like, man, I don't care. I'm going to keep digging my heels in and keep trying to wound you because I feel hurt. Neither of those are biblical, especially for husband and wife as Christians. We're called to be peacemakers, not fakers, not breakers. And so how do I do that? 
And, uh, and that's not always easy. And my wife would be a better person to ask on here because she's the more godly of the two of us <laughs> by far. Same. Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's what I would say is just, man, it's a really hard time. And I love the way that you even suggested I put a positive spin on it. I think as believers, what else can we do other than just say, hey, we're in, this is a hard season. Mm. So let's give it each other grace, give ourselves grace, and let's try to move towards one another and believe the best. And we love Jesus. And sometimes uh, our, our flesh doesn't uh, operate that way. And, um, and I need to be called out in that way, but also um, need to move towards one another. So I guess I would say just keep moving towards one another. I I absolutely love that, man. Everything that you just said and just extending grace to one another. And I love memes. And I saw one. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is my advice, man. Memes. I saw one where it I said, it. me too, bro. Uh, it was towards the beginning of the quarantine. And somebody said, uh, um, pray for your friends that have kids. Because, you know, me and my wife, we don't have kids yet. It's like, pray for your friends that have kids. And so, uh, David, as mentioned, uh, with the crew in Monroe, how's your life changed um, as it relates to being a father in the midst of a pandemic? I know you talked about it earlier uh, with the um, having the tents and the s'mores and the Disney app. But if you want to elaborate a little bit more, the floor is yours. Yeah, dude. Uh, man, it is. it has been really, in some ways, it's been really fun to have slower pace. Like, uh, any speaking engagements, travel, um, <clears throat> like there's some perks that come with COVID. Like I did a conference yesterday and I did it from here and it was wow. not a conference. that was here. It was for a college, you know, cause you can just record it and send it. And yep. so there's been some sweet things of being able to be more with family on weekends and nights and times like that. But it has also been, uh, it, it's like Groundhog Day. I've never even seen the movie Groundhog Day, but the premise of it is same. just the same day repeats itself over and over and over, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was the first, especially during lockdown. I don't know if Houston has gone back in. We had a lockdown where, oh, shelter in place. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. 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 You're, you're in Houston. Remember Abbott, he made everybody shelter in place, and um, which is such a weird term. Yeah, you know, seriously. Anyways, but... But uh, during that shelter in place, it was like, man, what are we going to do today? And just it's the same thing we did yesterday. And you can't go to parks like this is where you can't. There's no schools. You can't go to parks. You can't go to like the trampoline thing. You can't go to um, man. It just it shut everything down. So lots of indoor activities, lots of uh, trying to keep their attention span. I mentioned the Disney app earlier. And, um, and just trying to make the best of it. And, uh, but they've been champs. They've been really fun. We bought a pool. I don't want to brag, but we did. (laughs) It's, it's four feet by seven feet. Got it on Amazon. And, uh, and so that has become a ritual and, uh, yeah, it's actually been pretty clutch. You would think like, Oh, how good could this be? Dude, when it's a hundred degrees, water is water. And, um, and it's just big enough for a four-year-old and a two-year-old to get in and splash around. And, uh, so that has become a daily ritual, but they are, they're amazing. And, uh, dude, I, I do pray and hope kids are part of your, your life and story here, Paul, not that you're, um, missing out on anything that God, all of us, no matter where we're at can experience the fullness of what God has for us, but they are a real sweet treat and a blessing in our yeah. life. So 
Thanks for that, Dave. I really appreciate that, man. And man, just sh- shout out to, to all the parents out there that you are parenting in the middle of a pandemic. Nobody prepared you for this. Know that we see you, we love you, and we're praying for you. And just in the same thought of like parenting, I, re- I didn't know this uh, until like I saw a recent recent post that you grew up without a father. And just out of curiosity, because I'm pretty sure um, there's some listeners out there that share that the same testimony. Yeah. And I'm just curious, like, what was it like and how has it impacted the way you parent? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, my parents split when I was 12 years old. Um, my, uh, um, mother was definitely the spiritual leader in the home. Well, before that, there was a drift and an absence of, of, uh, my dad in, in many ways, even before that. But, um, and so they've been split ever since then. So going through middle school, high school, college, all of that, he, uh, it, it just, I mean, I still, love my father, try to love him, try to encourage, point him to Jesus and know the best thing for any of us, you know, is to walk with Christ, no matter where we've been, what we've done, any of that. But I think that has shaped just the importance of, of being a dad who's present with my kids, of uh, trying to build into and seeing my first ministry is my wife and then my kids. They, um, you know, somebody put it this way, I'm probably going to butcher it, but as I try to remember it, it was Go like, it. man, you can get, um, they can get another preacher at the porch. My son crew does not get another dad. Wow. They can get, they can get another, uh, director of a ministry, another conference speaker. Like they can get any of those, all those things that feel so big to us. They, they could in a second, get another one. Mm. My daughter will never have another father. My wife will never have another husband. I'm the only source of, of fatherliness and the only source of, uh, of, love in a husband way that my wife will ever have. And the minute I lose sight of that, and the minute I think that my ministry, um, my first ministry is not in my home, it, I, I should get out of ministry. And that's the beginning of the end. And so that's not something that I, I, I perfect or um, always am excellent at, but it's, it's something that I have to constantly be reminded of. And I think in ministry, it just can be easy to lose sight of of that. Cause you're like, well, people, people are having their eternal life changed. They're having their, mm. you know, their lives transformed by Jesus. And, um, if that comes at the cost of me being absent from my wife or being absent from my kids, man, uh, uh, what a, what a loss and what a tragedy. So I think those things combine to just be a constant reminder that at the end of the day, what uh, me building into those kids and my family is so important. Andy Stanley or Charles Stanley, one of them said, uh, again, I'm going to butcher it, but I can't even remember who said it. So um, it was something like, man, the most important thing some of you may do may not be something you achieve, but someone you raise. Wow. And, um, and I just think that that's a good reminder of, man, this is, this is my ministry when I'm holding my son or when I'm holding my daughter uh, or wrestling with my son or playing in that little tiny pool um, how do I point them to Jesus and point them to what matters? And so, uh, and they're sponges, man. I mean, that, that I feel like, so my son's four and a half. He, he is a sponge on knowledge. If you put him around Jesus and, uh, if, you know, teach Bible stories and you teach him how to pray and you're talking about God, I'm just amazed at how much that really does infiltrate and, and, uh, impact their life. And what an important thing for all of us, if we're Christians, you know, no matter where we live and, and excuse me, what we're walking through to say, I'm going to provide an environment that consistently does that 
Um, that's not something I want to do some, I think, I guess this would be how I'd put it. I think the reminder for me has not been, Hey, I'm not raising my kids once they get to be 12 and they can have more serious conversations. I have the opportunity right now and I got to take advantage of it right now. And, um, so anyways, that, that was a mic dropper right there. That was just such awesomeness <laughs> in that whole statement. And I can relate as an uncle, like to the sponge thing, like, uh, my, my brother-in-law he has a YouTube uh, page called my kids six and you know, all, all about like tennis shoes and sneakers and all that good stuff. And his phrase that he would say at the very beginning is I'm back up in the lab. And so really literally a couple minutes ago, uh, yeah, FaceTime. His name is Three, and he was just you know doing yeah. a lot of talking. And then he, here he goes, "I'm back up in the lab," you know, just talking like his dad. So that is uh, true. Kiddos are so sponges, true. man. And David, I they just want to thank. Yes, bro. <laughs> yeah, um, David, I just want to tell you thank you, man, just for sharing that and just being so transparent. And I mean, you you beat me to the punch. Like before I move on, like the order of these questions were intentional. Because before God instituted the church, he first instituted um, the marriage, then instituted the family. And so for those out there that may be in ministry, this is just a gracious reminder as um, from brothers in Christ that your first ministry is to your family. Yeah. Yes. David put it so well, like, you know, they can find another pastor, they can find another preacher, but the kids can't find another parent or your spouse can't find another, uh, another spouse. And so with all that being said, as a young little pastor, David, like how has your life changed in that way? And just how are things at the church? <laughs> Cause everything is like virtual yeah. and online. So speak, speak to that for me. Yeah, man, there's been probably all the same changes you guys have been walking through. It's, it's super weird live streaming messages. Um, I, uh, I don't know if Paul, you're an extrovert. I'm like an extra extrovert. I, I love yep. being around people and I, it, I, it irks me that, that we're not, you know, the porch had a, had a full room of thousands of people and, um, and every week a front row seat seeing God change people's mm. lives. And it just was so amazing. It really was one of those, like, I feel like I can talk about the porch and how amazing it is what God is doing, because I really do detach it from myself. I don't think of that, like, look how great we are. My team is right. Exactly. Is I'm like, dude, the, the teaching's not that good. Nothing makes sense like this other than God touching something. And you're like, wow, this is incredible what he's doing. So it's been, it has been, uh, you know, not as fun to see, um, to not have a room that's full and talk to a mic or talk to five people on my team that we're teaching a message to. Right. Uh, I, I will say every single week, this has been amazing to me. Almost every single week, and there may be an, an exception to this, but since we started live streaming, people have written in or stumbled across the content and said, I'd never heard the gospel before. I trusted in Christ. And it was, um, it was like weeks. There may have been a, a week in the midst of it that maybe somebody didn't. But for weeks and weeks and weeks, we were hearing story after story of, of people uh, who somebody shared it with. So if God shut everything down and, and did uh, allow everything to happen right now and yet people had their eternity changed. There's something really beautiful and amazing about that, but I'm hopeful and excited that we're going to be back. We're planning to open back up, uh, hopefully in the next month or two, and that'll be really reduced and, um, like social distance. And it's just a weird time. Like it is a, it's a bizarre time in ministry because ministry yes. is the business of people. Right. Uh, or, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's like, how do you be around and care for and, and, uh, 
and it's just not. Have you watched any any of the sports like NBA just kicked back off, baseball just kicked back off? Not yet. I'm about to get back into the NBA. I was a huge fan, but I'm about to get back into it. Answer your question directly. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I, I I didn't see last night. I think last night was the first game. So whenever somebody listens to this, maybe a while. But anyways, um, it's that's a, it's got to be weird for them playing in front of an empty stadium in Bruh. front of like there's no crowd, <laughs> there's no nothing, you know. And uh, and I think church in an empty room is even weirder. Yes. Because it's it's like you're um, you're you're talking to people and the goal of communication is not just to get everything off your chest. It's to have people connect with the word of God and understand it. And when you can't see if that's happening, it just, it's just super weird. So are y'all live streaming? Yeah. Same. Yep. Same boat, bro. Yeah. So it's a, it's interesting times, but God's using it and God's doing stuff. And we're trying to make sure that we hold on to that, but I would be lying if I didn't say I am, so pumped for us to get back and hopefully get a vaccine because I know it will not be back to normal until something changes. Exactly. Uh, you know, so, but I, I mean, first thing I want to say is praise be to God. I celebrate with you guys the work that the Lord is doing. And I, mean, I just think it's going to be an amazing time, like on the other side of this. We're really not just on the other side of this, but like in heaven, when we're going to hear the testimonies that's going to come off something like this, like I came to know Christ during COVID. Yeah. And like, yes, yes, David, like that's, that's a great reminder to those that's listening out there. The gospel is not quarantine, man. Um, you're not stuck at home. Yes. You're, you're sent home. And so if there's people um, in your home that don't know the Lord, hey, share, share the gospel with them and the Lord will lead you. And you don't have to know all the answers to the questions. It's okay as Christians to say, I don't know. Let me get back with you. So, yes, that's good. So good. I just love the beauty of the body of Christ. Like this is our first conversation that we've had. And honestly, I feel like I'm talking to a brother. And the reason why I feel like that, because I literally am talking to a brother because it's the blood of Christ that, that unites us, man. And so that's, I just wanted to, to, to throw that out there and say that David. Come on, dude. I always say, you know, kindred spirits, Christians should feel that way. Cause we have the kindred spirit of the Holy spirit, you know? And uh, so absolutely. Most definitely. And as, as a fellow young adult pastor and usually the demographic that listen to podcasts isn't that young adult um, age bracket, what encouragement would you give to them? Because some of them are out there struggling because they're extroverts and even some of the introverts, they may be finally struggling. Like, you know, what? maybe I really do need people. So what encouragement would you give to the young adults? Uh, <laughs> that's so true. No matter how introverted you are, it's got to get old at one point. Right. Um, Man, I would say just keep going. What you do matters. Uh, the demographic you're reaching matters. You're, you're, um, you're not crazy for feeling exhausted or feeling discouraged or feeling, uh, you know, I, I think, I think some, sometimes the most holy thing we can do is just acknowledge like, man, this sucks. Like it, mm. it is not awesome, but we can, we're called to rejoice, not in every circumstances, but rejoice in the Lord in every circumstance. Yes. And there's a difference in that, you know, it's like the same thing that Paul says about, Hey, be, uh, be thankful in every circumstance, not thankful for every circumstance, but thankful in the midst of every circumstance for the things that we do have. So I would say, keep going. What you do matters. You're not crazy for feeling discouragement light at the end of the tunnel. This is not going to last forever. Amen. And, um, and today I would double down on your relationship with, with the Lord. Um, take advantage of, of unique opportunities that you may not, have in terms of your rhythms like 
the spectrum in ministry right now, I think, is there are some people who have so little. There's there's people who got laid off tragically. There's people who are running hotter than they've ever ran before because they're mm. like they yeah. work in the digital space and they're 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 putting out content like crazy, or they're on the tech and media team. Or and then there's people in the middle who are like, man, it doesn't really make sense for us to live stream our small group <clears throat> curriculum or our children's thing or you know my job. And so if you're in that space, I would take advantage of, of the time that you have and prepare for a future season or f- begin to build for whenever God does open things back up, mm-hmm. write a new curriculum. If you're a you know, children's pastor or if you're a, in, a, in a role that could allow you to do that, but just keep going. What you do matters. Um, there are people who give their lives to a lot of things that are fleeting and uh, mm-hmm. giving your life to the church and uh, whether that is in a a way that you are on staff at a church or not. Uh, if you give your life to the body of Christ, you're giving your, your life to the only kingdom that, that lasts the only one that matters every other kingdom, you know, Deloitte, that's not going to be around. Uh, <laughs> Nike, that's not going to, that's Nike ain't coming to heaven. Right. <laughs> um, the, uh, the kicks in heaven. I expect to be way better than that. But um, you know, whatever company that people uh, uh, want to work for and work a part of, just it, it pales in comparison to what you are doing matters. And so just keep going. Thank you so much for listening today. And part two releases tomorrow and it gets real. Keep 100 as we talk about racial issues in America and in the church and give practical steps we can take towards unity.